Thanks for listening to the weekly Overflow Church podcast. We hope you enjoy this sermon by Jesse Cup. For more information, visit overflowindy.com or visit us on Facebook at Overflow Indy. Um, this morning, I woke up earlier than usual. And uh, I, I came to this church earlier than usual, too, about an hour, maybe an hour and a half before I normally get here, and which was actually awesome, because I went back to the office, kept the lights off, and I had a tur- there's a fireplace back there. Can you believe that? That's God right there. It's a gas fireplace. And, and so uh, we didn't even look for a fireplace, but God's like, when he gave us his building. So... I was back there just the fire on, and it was dark outside. That's almost an illegal time to wake up, but hey. But, uh, but I just was praying and nodding. <laughs> Some of this kind of praying. And then praying in the spirit for a while. Then I opened up my notes and kind of refreshed on them. And after, after a while of sitting there, I just sat back in my chair, kicked up my feet on the, in the front of the fireplace, and just started soaking. And I want to tell you, like, out of nowhere, immediately, God's presence surrounded me, right in there. Like, it wasn't like a warm-up. It was like, it, he was there. And, and I, I could feel, like, the, the flickering of the glory, his presence around me. And, whoa, I feel that right now. Woo-hoo! Get it on them, Lord. Receive it. Seriously, receive it. Yeah, whoa, <laughs> yeah, thanks. Yeah, we want more, Lord, yeah. more, Lord. Yeah, but I felt his presence, and, and I, was, I was surrounded by angels, and the Lord just hit, and I could tell he's standing there with me, and he said, he said, ask me what you will. <laughs> ask me what you will. Whoa, that's quite a statement. That's all he said, ask me what you will. That's, it's, all, it's almost like a blank check. <laughs> but uh, you know what? Like, like some people freak out, like, what if God gives you a blank check? I'm going to squander it on the wrong things. Well, when you're in the glory of God and you're in his presence and your heart is purified before him, your heart only wants the things that he wants to do. <laughs> so he, he, he actually, that, like, imagine the trust that he has when you're in his presence and you're totally surrendered to him, that he could say, ask me what you will, and he trusts that you're going to ask a good thing. Whoa, that's pretty amazing. Man, I, I'm feeling his presence on me right now. Hallelujah. Come on, anybody else feeling him in here right now? Lord, I say more in Jesus' name on every single person in here. Holy Spirit, I ask you to fall on every single person right now, Lord. Stir our faith. Stir our faith in our spirits right now to believe and receive. Believing is not expecting something might happen to me later. It's receiving now. So take a moment and just take a drink by faith that he's here. All right? But the thing that was crazy, keep doing it while I'm talking. The thing that was crazy is when he appeared to me back there this morning, it was, I knew he'd already been there, and I just, it was in that moment I just realized that he was there. And when I realized it was when angels showed up. Yeah. Whoo! 
Lord, I ask you to open our eyes to realize things that you're already doing in Jesus' name. Um, oh, yeah. And, and while we were praying this morning, God's presence was so, so rich in there. And there's just such an anointing on us while we're praying in the pre-service prayer time. Whoa. I, and we've been doing Wednesday night prayer all through January. And it has been powerful. And every week, it just goes to the next level. It's been so good that we're going to do it more in February on Wednesday nights. We're not going to do it every week. We'll go back to our alternating week schedule. But, so we're not doing it this week, but the following, we're going to have corporate prayer again. Because how many of you guys know that revival, I don't think revivals ever came without prayer first. It is always preceded by prayer, by unified prayer. And so that's what we're doing this for. I, I want more people to come. I, I, there's been a great turnout. I want more of you. <laughs> Those of you who are listening online, I want you to come because I, I really want to see an increase of representation, just people pressing in and, and coming in unified, one heart, one mind, going after the promises of God that he has for overflow and for the revival and just to bless the, the region. Amen? So that's what we're doing, and God is good. Um, I want to share a testimony with you before I start getting to some of the scriptures this morning. Uh, some of you guys have heard this testimony, um, and maybe you've even heard some of it recently. I'm probably going to hit a few pieces, a few details that maybe I didn't say recently. But um, back in 2017 was when God showed us that we're supposed to move to Indiana from Redding, California to plant this church, all right? That was, that was the year that he was taking, me, taking us through all those encounters that I told you guys about. Um, and there was this one time when Jessica and I were praying about this, and we, were go- we went to bed and we were just praying, talking about it, about what if, what if we put all of our efforts into doing this, take the risk, and God doesn't show up. <laughs> what if we do this and people don't want anything about it? Or what if we try to do this and the finances don't show up? And we were just working through that stuff. And it wasn't like we were trying to meditate on fear. We were just being honest with each other. These are breakthroughs that we need to get in our own hearts, right? And so we just started praying that night and, and just releasing it to the Lord. And, and I just declared to the Lord, God, if you don't show up, uh, this is going to be in vain and it'll fail, like, we, we need you to show up to make this happen. And as soon as I, I just declared that verse out of, out of Psalms, I think it's 127, it says, unless the Lord builds the house, the workers work in vain. All right? And I said that to God, and I said, God, we do not want to work in vain. We want you to build this thing, and so we need you to show up. And as soon as I said that, I felt God's presence sovereignly come upon us and fall on us in the bed right there. And, and I felt like the weighty presence of God in, as almighty, almighty God. Almighty God, right? He's, he, he's not just kind of tough and strong. He, he's almighty. Amen? That's your God. But he, he manifested himself to me in might. And I felt his hand come upon my chest and I felt 
I, even though my, my soul was still feeling like anxiety, I felt shalom peace come on me, and he's calming my heart. And he, had, he gave me an encounter. I shared it with you guys. I'm not going to tell you about that right now. But later, in the middle of the night, um, after I finally fell asleep, Livy, my daughter who was one-ish around the time, uh, started crying so hard. We couldn't do anything to console her. We kept taking turns getting up and taking care or trying to take care of her, but she kept screaming. And so eventually I just realized, all right, I need to go and grab her and take her to the living room and just hold her for a long time and just to, just to minister love and peace over her. And she calmed down while I was holding her. And then she finally fell asleep, and so did I <laughs> on, the, on the recliner. I almost fell asleep. But while I was laying there, I was feeling, <laughs> the kids are literally walking by as I said that. I don't know why. <laughs> They're going on a little field trip, I guess. Okay. So I, as I was holding her, and I, I started feeling just that, that residual anxiety that we had about the fear of what's about to happen. And in that moment, um, I, the presence of God came into my living room, and, the, and it was pitch dark in there, but I had this crazy encounter, and I, I saw God. I saw God in my living room, standing there before me in the middle of my living room, and, and I could see his form, and, and I saw him. If, if Ali was where I was sitting on the recliner, God was standing here about like this, looking over his shoulder at me, and he was cloaked in blackness. I, I used to think that, that blackness always represents evil. No, not always. It can represent mystery, okay? So the Lord was, I saw him cloaked in black, and he's looking over at me, and he was like beckoning me to come to him. And, and he told me, he said, Jesse, if you don't ever get out of your comfort zone and step into the mysteries of the unknown that I'm calling you into, you will never get to experience me show myself to you as mighty God in your life. And, and, and when he said that, it released a grace into me. And, I, and in that encounter, it's like I, I felt faith strengthen me and, and the, the anxiety left, and I knew that, that we, this isn't just a whim idea that we have, like God's in it, and we have no idea how we're going to fund ourselves or anything, but I felt like Peter, who had to get out of the boat in order to walk to Jesus, okay? And so from that place of, of that encounter with the Lord, um, that, that just continued to confirm to me what the Lord was doing in our lives. And I was a pastor, full-time pastor at Bethel Church at the, at the School of Ministry. And, and it was a dream job that I had had. It was awesome. But the Lord was saying, you got to move to Indiana. You can't keep this job. And so I, I put in my resignation. Okay, That's where the rubber hits the road. When you put in your resignation and you know that there's a, there's a term limit now on your last paycheck and your insurance that you have for your kids, okay? It's like the, it's like the rubber hits the road. And, and so, but I put in my resignation in faith like we had no clue 
We had no promises. Nobody was saying, hey, if you go plant this church, we're going to fund you. We weren't part of any missions-sending organizations that, that raises support for you or anything like that. It was a complete step of faith that we had to do it. And, but, and we had no idea how God was going to provide. However, what we did have was a word from the Lord. Okay? We had a word from the Lord. And I want to tell you that a word from the Lord is more secure than anybody's job offer. Okay? You got to know that. So we had a word from the Lord, and we had a promise from God, so we had something to anchor our belief on. And so as we were taking steps of faith, high, like high-level risk, steps of faith, all right, because God, if God doesn't show up, I'm in a heap of trouble because my kids and my wife are dependent on me. You hear me? But, we, but Jessica and I both knew. God was on this. So we're, we're in unity together. Praise God for unity. And, and here's, a, here's a belief that I have. I'm going to give you a one-sentence belief uh, that is completely grounded in this word right here, here. If it's God's will, he foots the bill. If it's God's will, he foots the bill. And you got to believe it, okay? So in response to us stepping out in faith, high risk, and having no clue, but, but we just knew God. I want to tell you some ways that he showed up, all right? When, by the time that I was going to be getting my last paycheck, finally, um, I, think it, I think that cycled out to be like the end of August that year. Within that, that I think, two-week period before I got my last check, where you know, like, like we, had a, we had a budget that we were living on with my income and Jessica's to it helped us meet our budget and then a little more. Okay, she was working part time at the time in a health clinic, but without my income, like it drops us way under what we needed, right? And so, within um, two week two week period of time of me getting my last paycheck, where we knew, okay, <laughs> God. <laughs> I, I see, see how you've provided up until this point, but what about on the other side? Well, Jessica was offered, we did not expect this, she was offered by the director of the entire health clinic. He asked her if she would be interested in getting a promotion to become the director of her nutrition department. And so she was offered that, and right in time for the next pay cycle to hit, she had her raise on the next one. I'm talking about a fat raise with a with a huge promotion, right? She she went she she went from part time to full time, and then a huge increase, and that took our income above what we needed. So God showed up in a way we did not foresee. That's awesome, because we were still in Reading for uh, it was around the beginning of September until end of March. That's how long we still had. Okay. And then even on that, who knows what provision is in Indiana? That was just in Reading, okay? And, and who's going to be paying for us to move? Because you get a truck and you fill it and you ship it across the nation? That's not cheap. I mean, very, very not cheap, okay? And, and then there's the expenses of, of all the legal work and, the, and all the, just the processing of building a corporation and all that kind of stuff to make a church happen. 
and it's expensive. And, and, and so we knew there's expenses yet to come that, we, that even this new awesome income wasn't going to meet that need. All right? But God has proven himself just like he always has for us. And we, for some reason, like I was used to fundraising for missions trips and stuff like that at BSSM. And that's normal part of just going out and doing the kingdom work is you raise money and God shows up through that, right? But in this season, we actually felt like the Lord gave us a grace to not ask anybody for money. And this morning in prayer, somebody brought up a, a pioneer of the faith from years ago named George Mueller. If anybody know, know who that is, he back in, I think it was in the 1800s, I think, um, he was in England, and he had, a, he had an orphanage, and they never asked people for money, but every day God showed up and he provided, like kind of like God sent the ravens to Elijah to feed him. It's like God showed up and he always provided their needs miraculous ways. And I just felt, Jessica and I both felt a faith in this season, for some reason, not to raise money and just see how God's going to show up because he kept showing up for us. And so we, I I don't even know how it happened, but we were sending newsletters out not to raise money, just to let people know what we're doing. And, and to get the word out and stuff, out, especially out here in Indiana. And so people just started getting led by God to give us money. We never even asked for it. And they gave us money. And I can't remember for sure how much it was, but I want to say it was somewhere in the neighborhood of $20,000. <laughs> that paid for our move. It paid for all the expenses to get this thing ground, like founded legally. And it paid to help us get started here, um, you know, getting moved into a new house and stuff and, and just all the expenses that you got to start off in a new location with. It covered all of that and then a little more. It's amazing. Like, do you guys see how good God is? He was, he was faithful. I would say he was more than faithful. And then, like, we moved, and two weeks before we moved here, because we, that's awesome. God took care of us for those months in Reading. It's awesome. God took care of us to cover the cost of moving here. But then what? Oh, I'm going to tell you, then what? All right? Because two weeks before we moved, we had no clue. We were probably, Jessica was going to have to try to find a job, and I was probably, I didn't think I was going to have to find a job, but probably do itinerant ministry or something. I don't know. We didn't know what God was going to do. We just knew he was going to do something, all right? And so two weeks before we moved, um, that director met with Jessica again, and he said, hey, I know you're moving, and I know you already put your resignation in, but we could still use you. How would you feel about, about shifting from being an employee to a contractor? And we can negotiate a rate. Oh, we can negotiate a rate, huh? And Jessica found what the going rate was for people who contracted. So check this out. She was able to negotiate with them to work, go from 40 hours a week to 20 hours a week and get double the hourly wage. Isn't that crazy? So she worked half the hours from home instead of commuting. Half the hours, full income, God totally provided. It's awesome. And it was over the next few months that we started having meetings and stuff to get ready to launch this church plant. And so 
over, uh, over the summer, God gave us some more provisions that we didn't anticipate. And then we launched this church in mid-September 2018. And ever since that time, God has just blessed it to where I've been able to be a full-time pastor from day one, full-time. Come on. That's awesome. That's awesome. It's provided. All right? Now, I know there's, there can be some you know, weird details on that for people, but the fact is, my testimony is that God spoke, we believed, we were fearful in moments, but we pressed through it, and God gave us the breakthrough in our fear, and we, we stepped out in faith, not having a clue, but knowing that God is who he says he is, and God will do what he says he will do. And he showed up every step of the way. And if it's God's will, he will foot the bill. <laughs> this sermon is not about finances. <laughs> but you better receive the, the financial blessing because it's part of it. Amen? Yeah. But, but the, 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 what, I'm, what I'm wanting to focus on today is that God cares about everything. Okay, he cares about all the details. He is a lavish, abundant God. And he wants us to believe that, that when we posture ourselves in his ways, we surrender ourselves to him, we lay down our lives for him, and we position ourselves under the outflow fountain of the blessings of heaven in every way. And there's nothing that heaven is lacking that you need. That's what I want to talk about today. There's a verse in James 2.26 that says, um, As the body without the spirit is dead, so faith without works is dead. All right? And so we don't want to just be people who believe. We want to be people who put action on our faith. All right? God wants us to do something with what we're believing for. And we keep talking about believing is receiving. That's action. You gotta, you gotta believe and you gotta trust that as you're believing, you're actually intaking right now. And you gotta believe that what God has promised you, that as you as you believe for it, you're actually pulling it in like a rope, pulling it in, pulling it. You might not see it yet, but you gotta believe that He's actually transferring from heaven to earth in you right now. And that there's substance that you might not be able to see, touch, or feel yet. But you got to believe in your heart that the substance of heaven's provision for you is coming and you're receiving it even before you see it. Because we walk by faith, not by sight. Come on. One of the disciples, um, man, forgot his name right now for some reason. I'm sorry. Sometimes you get focused and you, and on something and you, when you try to pull out another detail, it's easy to forget. The one dude, Tim, uh, I want to say Timothy. It's not Timothy. Thomas, that's the one. Thank you. Yes. Timothy was throwing me off. Thomas, like Jesus was gracious to him, even though he didn't believe until he saw proof. But Jesus was saying, blessed are those who believe who didn't need to see it first. Come on. That's a good word right there. God cares about every detail. Um, <clears throat> a couple of months ago, 
I, I was preaching a few weeks worth of talking about God's original plan, God's original design. When he created Adam and Eve, he created this world, he created everything in it good, and, and he gave the authority to them to take dominion in this world and to actually um, construct it and steward it and cultivate it according to heaven on earth. All right, and, and we all know like the sin came and it plagued the world and everything was destroyed and it came under the, the bondage of Satan's kingdom. We all know that. I'm not going to re-preach it today. But what I want to say to you is that Jesus died on the cross to restore all things to us and to bring us back into alignment with the original design. To come under the entirety of the blessings of heaven again. All right? And so when God gives to us um, the, the salvation of heaven, it's not simply forgiveness so you can go to heaven when you die. It's actually a transference of himself into your life. It's a transference of everything in the kingdom of heaven into your life. It comes holistically, through salvation. Amen? Amen. I want to quickly read through what we read last week, and I'm not going to elaborate deeply on it because I did, a, I think, a mighty fine job last week. So I don't, you don't, if you didn't hear it, you can go back and listen. You should. All right, Mark 5, 25 through 34, this is the story of the woman with the issue of blood. I'm just going to read through this so we can highlight some thoughts again, all right? Uh, Starting with verse 25. Now a certain woman had a flow of blood for 12 years and had suffered many things from many physicians. She had spent all that she had and was no better. That's a bummer. It's like you, you do all this stuff to try to get improvement. It just gets worse. That doesn't do anything except bring hopelessness. But she rather grew worse. Uh, when she heard about Jesus, come on, everybody say, when she heard about Jesus, up till then, all, all things were pointing to hopelessness, but when she heard about Jesus, something changed. All of a sudden, after everything else has failed her, there's an opportunity now. I have hope. One last try. She heard about Jesus. She came behind him in the crowd and touched his garment. And, and Matthew and Luke it describes that, that she actually went down to the ground to touch the bottom, the hem at the bottom of his garment, okay? So, so she went down low to do that. She touched his garment, verse 28. First she said, if I only may touch his clothes, I shall be made well. Everybody say, made well. Immediately, the fountain of her blood was dried up. And she felt in her body that she was healed of the affliction. And Jesus, immediately knowing in himself the power, everybody say, power. power. It's dunamis power. Everybody say, dunamis. 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 Dynamite. <clears throat> he, f- he knew that, wait, <laughs> I'm about to choke up here, I'm sorry. Getting all choked up over this. Immediately knowing in himself that power had gone out of him, he turned around in the crowd and said, Who touched my clothes? 
But his disciples said to him, you see the multitude thronging you, and you say, who touched me? And he looked around to see her who had done this thing. But the woman, fearing and trembling, knowing what had happened to her, came and fell down before him and told him the whole truth. And he said to her, daughter, your faith has made you well. Everybody say, made you well. Made you well. Go in peace and be healed of all your affliction. And I think, I think I said last week that, I think it was Luke, he didn't just say that, but he said, be of good courage. or be of, He said, go in joy or be of cheer. Okay? So he's saying, go in peace and take the cheer, the joy of the Lord with you. Okay? So, so here it is. Um, <clears throat> powerful story. And that word made you well, everybody say made you well, well. is the Greek word sozo. Everybody say sozo. Sozo is a powerful word. Sozo is actually the word that's translated saved. Okay, saved. So when he said uh, be made well, he said your faith has made you well. What he actually said was your faith has saved you. It has sozoed you. Okay, faith allowed the power of God to bring sozo to her. Sozo. Faith drew in to herself the, the grace of Christ that flows, and it flows and it flows always and eternally, every direction. He's always trying to get his grace to anybody who will receive it. And this woman had faith that opened herself up to receive the thing that was already trying to get to her before she even wanted it. Come on. Sozo is that word. And so the word sozo, I'm going to get into this more, but the, the word sozo actually um, is a multi-level, multi-faceted word. We're going to unpack that a little bit. But um, when Jesus ministered to her, she showed up simply wanting a healing. But she needed more than what she asked for. She, she didn't just need for her blood to dry up. She was a broken woman. She had 12 years of hopelessness, 12 years of rejection, 12 years of poverty, 12 years of nothing right going on. It probably impacted her marriage or her ability to have children, and it just really devastated her life. Okay, so she needed a whole lot more from God than just uh, an issue of blood being healed. But she only asked for the one thing, but because she had faith, she said, it's like she didn't even... She didn't even try to talk to Jesus. She didn't try to get his attention. She tried to sneak up, trusting that there was going to be a flow coming off of him that would break her flow, all right? There's two flows happening. I like his better, okay? I like his better. But, um, but she, she just believed that this had never happened before, according to the word. At that point, it's not recorded at all that anybody ever came and touched Jesus' clothes and got healed, but somehow she knew that Jesus was a person who had a divine grace on him that wanted to heal anybody who came around. Somehow she believed, even though it's never been done before, that if I touch his garment, that virtue that he touches people with his hands with, it's going to flow to me. That's some kind of faith to believe God for something that he's never even done yet. 
it's, it's faith to believe God will do something that seems out of the box. All right? To think that God's not confined to everything you've only known him to be. Maybe he's bigger and better than past experiences. Come on. So she, she believed that he's going to show up, and, she, and he did. <laughs> he didn't even know who she was or that she was even there, except that he felt the power of God, the virtue, leave his body. He literally felt anointing moving out of him. And he knew that anointing moves to people who believe. Let me say that again. The anointing moves to people who believe for it too. There's a lot of believing Christians who don't believe that the virtue is going to flow to them. And, and I'll put myself in that category sometimes. Sometimes I'm not actively believing for virtue to flow to me. And let me tell you that when I choose to believe, when I, when I pay attention to the fact that I wasn't believing that I'm receiving, and then I shift it, and I decide I'm going to believe that he is going to flow to me right now. Guess what? He flows. Come on. He flows. All right? So Jesus came and he saw, he, like, the, the anointing went to where her need was, where she placed a demand with her faith on to be healed. And she was immediately healed. But, but Jesus did not stop with that, okay? Because Jesus didn't, he didn't just look at the woman and like, all right, be on your way. You got your healing. She would have been completely satisfied. But instead, he looked at this broken woman who was afraid to be rebuked for, for the shame of bleeding and touching people in public. And he, instead of shaming her, he said, daughter, daughter. That's powerful. That's a, a father calls people daughter. And Jesus was loving her past her position and her condition and, and bringing her into the family. Come on. So Jesus was releasing his sozo into her spirit, breaking off orphanhood and bringing her into the family. Come on. Salvation of the spirit. Hallelujah. And, and he healed her body. The, the, the ailment was completely healed, but he didn't stop with that. He also spoke to the misery of her heart, and he said, peace be with you. May the joy of the Lord be with you. So he healed her soul. He uplifted a broken heart, healed it, and filled it with the goodness of God. Hallelujah. That's amazing. Jesus, in one encounter, he brought his sozo to her spirit, soul, and body. And guess what, the, guess what the ripple effects are? She didn't need to be using all her money on physicians anymore, so now the money she's going to have is going to actually gain again. So he, he actually, as a byproduct, is healing her finances too. Come on, guys. 
All right, I want to bump over to Ephesians 2, 8 through 9. Is anybody encouraged right now? It says, this is one of the most powerful and famous scriptures about salvation. It says, for by grace, everybody say grace, you have been saved. Everybody say saved through faith. Everybody say faith. So grace saved faith, all right? You got that? And that not by not of yourselves, it is a gift of God, not of works, lest anyone should boast. I want to I want to talk about this. Some um, grace is everything. I, I told you guys last week that God, I see God's grace like the light coming off the sun. All right, it, it's it's impartial to where it lands. It's completely unconditional. It just wants to get the the power and the life force of the light to land anywhere that can receive it. It goes every direction equally. It, it extends eternally. It, it'll, it is diligent to go as far as it needs to to reach a recipient of its blessing. You guys see that? It's amazing. And, and if somebody's in a house and they got all their curtains shut, they're not going to be experiencing the blessing of the light coming in, but as soon as they open the curtains, faster than a millisecond, the light's in there because it was waiting to get in, but it was also honoring to the, the closed-offness of it, all right? It's not, it doesn't force itself, but it'll come in as soon as you let it. That's the grace of God, okay? It's grace. He wants to extend his grace to every person who will receive it. And grace is the word, is the Greek word charis, 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 however you want to say it. And, and that word charis means favor. Everybody say favor. It's favor with the creator. Okay? Favor with Yahweh God himself. The king of kings, the Lord of lords, the greatest being, the supreme being of all, who holds this entire world universe in his hands you have been given favor that you don't deserve with the greatest person who's ever existed it's a free gift you couldn't earn it you you don't deserve it neither do i okay but he's like i don't i'm not measuring you based on your works i'm going to measure you by the works of Jesus Christ, who said, you are worthy of it all. <laughs> we just sing that to God. What if he sings that to you? Who died on the cross for you, so he could freely give to you the power of his love and acceptance. And he doesn't just accept you, he gives you favor. Favor. That word favor means you're a favored one. You're a, you're a favorite of God. He loves you. He gives you complete access to come before him, to be loved on him, and to receive from him as a good father to a beloved child. Come on. Favor, favor. Everybody say, I've got the favor of the Lord. And favor isn't just acceptance from the Lord. The grace is not just acceptance. It's, it's divine enablement. It's God actually putting his power within your life 
He, he, like I said earlier, salvation isn't just a ticket to heaven. It's actually literally God gifting himself to you. Uh, inserting Jesus into you. Okay? So, so he gives you the power of Christ to be able to do the things that Christ can do in, in your life. So God's actually called you to be able to do beyond what you could humanly do. But he gives you the power to show up in higher levels than you are able to. Come on. So it's the actual substance of the divinity of God bestowed upon a person to be fully received by God and enabled to do his will. All right? You guys doing all right? All right. So that's, that's grace. Sozo, all right? We're saved. Okay, so for by charis, you have been sozoed through faith. Okay, for by divine favor, divine enablement, you have received sozo because you believe. All right? Sozo, that word is, is usually translated, translated saved, but it can, it's also translated to mean it's saved, healed, delivered, protected, preserved, made whole. It's a holistic work from the inside out. It's spirit, soul, body, and beyond. Being brought into restoration to God's original design for you. Come on. Salvation comes from the inflow of grace that is brought in by receiving faith. I'm trying to discern if you guys are just taking this in. You're like, whoo. Or if I need to bring the green chairs back in here. I want to I tell you guys a few examples of sozo, the word sozo translated in the New Testament. I wanna, I'm just going to read you a few passages so you can kind of get the picture scripturally here. In Matthew, you don't, you don't have to turn there unless you want to because I'm going to go fast. Matthew 121, when, when God was, uh, he had Mary, right? And it says, and she will bring forth a son and you shall call his name Jesus. For he will save Sozo, everybody say save, save his people from their sins. So this prophecy to Mary about Jesus coming, sozo, is about being saved from your sins. That's the way we usually think of that word. In Matthew 9.22, <clears throat> it says, but Jesus turned around. And this, is a, this is the woman we just read about with the issue of blood. When he saw her, he said, be of good cheer, daughter. Your faith has made you well. Everybody say, made you well? Sozo. And the woman was made well from that hour. So to, to, that word sozo means to be made well or to be healed, okay, in that, in that translation. Matthew 14, 30, this was when Peter was trying to walk on the water. He actually succeeded for a minute, <laughs> And then he didn't. 
says, but when he saw that the wind was boisterous, he was afraid and beginning to sink. He cried out saying, Lord, save me. Sozo. All right. So in this, trans- in this ex- experience, so- sozo means to be rescued from trouble. Okay. That's awesome. In Luke 8.38, they also who had seen it told them by what it means. Sorry, this is when, when Jesus cast the legion of demons into the swine, right? Cast them out of the man into the swine. It says, they also who had seen it told them by what means he had been... Who, sorry, my brain's messing up here. By what means he who had been demon-possessed was healed, all right? So it's talking about the demon-possessed man being healed. Sozo. What does it mean right now? Delivered. Okay? Delivered from demons. Come on. Sozo. It's the same word every time. Okay? John 10, 9 through 10. This is the last one I'm going to share with this series here, or with this, this list. Jesus said, I am the door. If anyone enters by me, he will be saved. Sozo. And we'll go in and out and find pasture. Everybody say, find pasture. The thief does not come except to steal, kill, and destroy. I have come that he may have life and he may have it more abundantly. So in this situation, sozo means that God will provide for you because you go in and out and eat from the pasture, right? Provision. Provision. And abundant life. Come on. Sozo, it's the holistic, full package of everything God ever intended when he created Adam and Eve, and then they lost it. It's everything Jesus intended when he died on the cross and resurrected is to restore all things. Hallelujah! Hallelujah. Hallelujah! Salvation is everything that you need. It's not just, I got saved. Well, yeah, you you did get saved. And guess what else you got? The kingdom of God. You, You didn't just get to go to heaven. And if you don't have it, get it today, because I don't want you to go to hell. Okay? But when you get saved... You get everything that Jesus paid for in full. Spirit, soul, body, and then some more. He restores broken spirits, broken hearts. He restores uh, broken and unhealthy bodies. He restores spirits that need delivered from demons. He restores spirits that are lost that need an intimate connection with God. He doesn't just give us salvation. He actually gives us abundant life. Hallelujah. Come on. He paid for so much more for us. Ephesians 2.8 could be said, For by unmerited favor and divine empowerment, you have been thoroughly rescued, restored, healed, provided, restored to original design through faith. Through faith. Believing is receiving. Believing is receiving. If you're lacking things that you need for your breakthrough unto wholeness, 
Believing is receiving. It's part of your salvation. That you receive it by His grace. You receive the answers to your problems by faith as grace releases it into your life. <laughs> Hallelujah! Come on, guys. I, I want to read a, an excerpt out of, out of my book called Unconditional Liberated by Love. And, and this was in a chapter. This is, this is in the context of, of wanting to receive love encounters with Jesus, okay? But I want you to know that, it, that the principle of this applies to all the promises of God, but there's none better than love encounters with Jesus, all right? I wanna, let me just read this little passage here. <clears throat> Do you want to have a greater love encounter with God than what you are experiencing right now? Believe that there is a substance of what you're hoping for that is already present. Maybe what you await is invisible and intangible at this stage, but believe that it is there. Faith understands that my answers already exist with God in the spirit realm. And I want to say that again because I want you to get it. All right? Faith understands that my answers already exist with God in the spirit realm. Everybody say, my answers already exist. Faith believes it, okay? Yes. All right. They only need to be transferred through the veil. That's talking about the veil that separates heaven and earth, right? Spirit from natural, okay? They, they only need to be transferred through the veil and manifested into the, spirit, into the physical realm. Faith is the maternal force that gives birth to a conceived dream and brings it into the experiential realm. It knows that God is coming before it is able to be seen. Sorry, it knows that good is coming before it is able to be seen. When the void between our need and the provision is filled with faith, it becomes a tractor beam that pulls the targeted heavenly substance into the earthly sphere that we live in. The amazing thing about faith is that although it sounds like it is a lot of work to pull things from the other side of the veil to this side, it actually happens by rest. Yes, there are times for intercessory prayer and contending by pulling on the heavens, but even that should not be done by striving. Faith is not our ability to convince God that he should do something good as if it was our idea first. Rather, Faith is our ability to rest in his strong, gentle hands, trusting that he is good and faithful. I shall read that one one more time. Faith is our ability to rest in his strong, gentle hands, trusting that he is good and faithful. It receives what he has already done and is already doing. If this ever comes with difficulty... Remembering ways that he has been faithful in the past can always encourage our faith to trust and to rest in peace. Come on. Doesn't that sound like a great book? I'm going to close with this scripture, and then I'm going to ask Laura to come up here to um, just take a couple of minutes and do something with it, okay? All right. <clears throat> 
Everybody say believing is receiving. Everybody say, my answer is already provided for. Everything I need is already in store for me. He's already paid it in full. I believe it. I'm going to receive it right now. Come on. All right, let me, let me close out here. 2 Corinthians 6, 1 through 2. It says, We then... As workers together with him, also plead with you not to receive the grace of God in vain. Let me say that again. Don't receive the grace of God in vain. All right? The grace of God. Don't receive it in vain. Vain can mean empty without substance, all right? You want to receive. You don't want to just show up and say, I believe in something He's actually wanting us to receive it actively with substance, okay? Receiving it with substance, his grace. For he says, in an acceptable time I have heard you, and in the day of salvation I have helped you. Behold, now, everybody say now, is the accepted time. Say it again, now is the accepted time. When is the accepted time? You mean not some other time? You're like you, you mean you mean you're not supposed to believe and then hope that maybe one day it's going to land on me, huh? No, it says now, now is the accepted time. Behold, now is the day of salvation. Come on, not out there, here. Now, the day of salvation. Here and now is the day of salvation. And I want to say this again. If there's anybody in here who's not received salvation, today needs to be your day. And we're going to have people up here to pray for you. All right? But, but I don't want us, the rest of us who's already saved to miss the greater grace in this. Because salvation comes from that word saved, which comes from the word sozo. It's the the word soteria. It's the root word sozo. And it's saying now, today is the accepted time. Now is the accepted time. Today is the day of your soteria. Today is the day of sozo. Today is the day that what you needed is the moment that God wants to transfer it to you right now. So don't receive his grace in vain where where you're empty showing up. Lord, I I believe you can. I believe you might. But I no, it's it's believing is receiving. I'm going to receive by faith the very thing I need that's coming from the overflow, holistic provision of the sozo of Jesus Christ. I'm going to take it now because today's the day. Come on. I want you to look at the thing that you need a breakthrough in right now. I want you to look at it right now. And I want you to declare this with me. Today's the day. Today's the day I receive. I'm taking it now. I lambano this thing. 
Today's the day of salvation. Today's the day of my entire Sozo experience. I receive everything from you, Jesus. Come on. Now listen, believe for your miracle today, all right? You got to believe that you're receiving it with expectations right now. You got to believe it's flowing to you. You got to believe that your need is already provided. You got to believe that your faith has made you blessed and highly favored in Christ. You got to reach out and touch the hem of his garment, believe in something's coming to you right now, and he'll bring you more than you expected. <laughs>